Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll. Every weekday at 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time, we go live to talk about the NBA, talk about betting, talk about, of course, Pips' official picks. That is what we are once again doing today on the Board NBA YouTube channel. Please make sure you are subscribed to the Board NBA. Let's try to go for, let's, I think we're, we're getting close to 500 subscribers. Let's, let's try to hit 500 subscribers by the start of the new year. That would give us a big boost Going into 2023, we are very close. We're 26 subscribers away. So if you're watching this, you're not subscribed yet. Please make sure to do that on the YouTube channel. If you're watching on Twitter right now, we actually have the YouTube video linked in that tweet. And also, uh, yeah, be for Christmas right there. But uh, we're going to get into the show today. And uh, let's go through yesterday's yesterday's picks. So three picks on the show. And uh, we get a nice winning day. So Friday we had that, I mean... Don't want to complain about it. An unlucky day, let's say. But uh, yesterday made up for it quite a little bit here. Going over to the picks that we had. Uh, first of all, you go to the bed stand to see all the picks. Of course, yesterday I tracked them late. My apologies, but I did track them before the game started. Go into the Find Better section on betstamp.app in your browser or the Betstamp app on your phone. And in the Media Picks section, super easy to find pick and roll right up here at the top. You see our logo. And uh, on the season, 49-35 and 35 record. Plus 7.1 units, a positive ROI at 7.4%. These are really good numbers, and uh, let's go to the pick. So we'll go one by one. Let's go chronologically here. First of all, we had the Garland and Kyrie Irving on the same game parlay, and this one, uh, (laughs) Garland was no problem. Kyrie Irving, after the first quarter, had two points, which was like, "Mm, maybe Mm. a problem here. But in the end, neither of them were even a sweat. Both cleared easily. Uh, what were your thoughts on this pretty high-scoring game between the Nets and the Cavaliers? Yeah, I was, I was watching the game, so I was a bit frustrated and seeing Kyrie Irving yeah. like fighting his. I was like, he's fighting his old demons again. In this game, it looked a, a lot like the Bulls game. Yep. Uh, at least the start, he was so passive, and then like the Kyrie is, he scored three threes in 19 seconds, like just over and over and like okay he has 11 points now like and we need nine more in the second half and if he continues the same energy he'll score 30 and he scored 32 we had garland with i think 46 that was amazing yep great to see him having those kinds of games and i hope he can continue with that he still trying to find his groove next to the donovan mitchell not being the first option but Looking positive here. Yeah, so first one. Uh, Second one, you would think not really a lot of sweat. Devin Vassell, 24 points. He was another one who had a little bit of a slow start. It wasn't his best shooting night, but the opportunities kept coming. And then I felt like maybe a blowout would potentially ruin this bet. I I think it ended up pretty close, but Vassell ends with 24 points to cover the 18 and a half. Uh, your thoughts on his performance and then just the Jazz in general. You love betting against the Jazz with pull-up shooters like this. Is you think this is something you're going to continue yeah. with? Yeah, the first half, on, I mean, on the first half, the first, he was like, had six minutes stint, then went on the bench for three minutes, then came back for six minutes another time. So his first 12 minutes were poor because he was uh, playing in the corners. And that's the good thing. The Utah Jazz, the defense, great. And then Greg Popovich, I, I saw him doing that, said, Devin, get the ball and initiate the offense. And when he started to being the ball handler, 
he just kept getting wide open mid-range and threes and everything. And from that moment when I saw the closing on the first half, how they played through him, I was like, okay, he's going to score 30. And he was on a good road to, road, road to, to score 30, but he was missing a, a lot of good shots. Still end up the game with 24. And I wasn't worried about the blowout because Spurs were up. If Utah Jazz were up, I would be worried because Spurs can give up a ton of times. But Spurs are by far the worst the, uh, the net rating for four quarters in the entire, like double than the next worst uh, the, the, uh, net rating for the fourth quarter. So I was like, and also just were, uh, I think, seven point spread favorite coming into this game. So I expected them to, to, to manage to get it close. And they actually had a, a shot for v, for tie at the end. So yeah, but great game from Devin. He was amazing. Like, I think he had, yeah, he had eight assists. Uh, that's, that's because he was playing as the main playmaker. So let's move into the third one. This is the only loss of the day. Uh, yeah, LaMelo ball over on threes. That one cleared easily. He also had one pretty much from the logo, which was just a cool highlight. Uh, Damian Lillard does not hit his points. This one, just box score looking at this one. Lots of big games from Blazers players. All five starters finish above 10 points. So it's not like Damian Lillard really had to carry here as they win by 11. I thought it was funny that after our kind of Nurkic slander uh, yesterday, he has an absolutely monster game, 28 points. 15 rebounds so uh go figure on that one but for Damian Lillard I, I think just a case of other guys are playing really well he didn't have to be the one to to dominate here yeah and the most interesting part is Damian Lillard was one from 10 from three and Yusuf Nurkic scored five threes <laughs> like, yeah that, 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 that's mind-blowing but yeah uh Damian Lillard had like First quarter, when he didn't attempt a single field goal uh, at all, he was just passing around. Then he came back, they were down 10, and he started very aggressively. And then he went here, I think he was one from nine, from the three, like early into the third quarter. And then Nurkic started hitting, Grant started hitting, Simon started hitting. And then he was, okay, I'll, I, I, it, it's not my night, I will let this guy hope and use my gravity to open the shots for them and that's exactly what he did so Damian Lillard in these spots when it's not a big game it's it's not Denver Nuggets against him not I think this is a bit of my mistake because I was like trying to bet this psychological like after three wins he will need to do the scoring but obviously that's not the case and I will take this one on me that that there was a better spot to take in this one. So unfortunate, but at the end of the day, we will take the winning day. It was a two and one day, and it has yeah, been so. a great season so far. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, with a forty nine and thirty five record, we're going to get into the two official plays later on. But in the the theme of of New Year's here, this is our last show before a New Year's, by the way. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll take the theme a little bit early. New Year's resolutions, obviously, a big thing. A lot of NBA teams have some resolving to do. So I want to ask you your number one team that you think will turn their record around the most going into the new year. So it, not a negative thing. Let's spin it to a positive thing. Which team will bounce back the most in 2023? So for the, for this one, I mean, that's kind of like to say something which is for now obvious, 
but I watched I mean uh, almost every game of the Brooklyn Nets over the last couple of days, like last five six games, and they're playing amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they figured out the defense, and they are now above average in defense, and the offense is easy. Like you, they were throwing double teams on KD and Kyrie, and they combined for for sixty four points, and one guy who is like forgotten from the NBA, but man, TJ Warren can score at crazy efficiency. Like he's not even at like 70% and he can't miss. Like he's mid-range, like he just goes like this and it's going in. And yeah, I think they can be contenders. And I think they will be like, okay, we have Bucks, we have Cavaliers, we have... 76ers, we have Celtics, but I think Nets can maybe not be favorite against every of these teams, but they can win in a for for a seven game series. So sure. I think if they continue with this way of playing basketball, focused in playing defense, trying hard, and if can get healthy team, I think we could we could see them climbing climbing up on the east ladder. So I love the thoughts there. Interesting. I thought you were going to go for more of like a team on the outside looking in who's going to kind of make a bounce back second half. But I like that Brooklyn. It's a very interesting one because um, the way they're playing, they're beating all these good teams. Like they're in a pretty tough part of their schedule here. They had a resounding win against the Bucks, a really nice win against the Cavaliers. So who's to say they can't compete this season? I thought that it was a broken roster, and I thought that, you know, as much as I didn't really rate Steve Nash as a coach, I thought, like, I mean, there's not really much that he can do with this team with all the personnel clashes. But if everybody is checked in, which they are right now, and everybody's playing together for each other, this is a damn good team. I love the point you make about TJ Warren. I felt like he's always been, like, a pretty good scorer. People always talk about how he played in the bubble, bubble Warren, like, how good that is. But he's always been a consistent scorer. And everywhere he's been that score, he's been a pretty focal point of a team. So he was on Phoenix, a smaller market at the time. They weren't as good as they are now. Obviously, they still had Booker. But one of the more focal points there, still scored quite a bit, almost got to 20 points per game, I believe, one season. Went to Indiana, a not very good Indiana team, was more of a focal point there. But now playing with KD and Kyrie, who takes so much of the focus defensively, TJ Warren has always been outstanding in mid-range. Like, this guy knows how to score the ball. So I like, this is definitely a, like we are wondering what player he'd be after the lengthy injury. He's been playing well and really adding to this team. We'll go over to mine. So I don't want to be a Homer and take the Raptors here. I think I, I very much could, because I think that there is a good team there. And I think that if the front office can make some additional, uh, some additions to the team, they can be a playoff team and turn around this 15 and 18 record. But I think one team I'll, I'll bank on turning it around. I think golden state have, the young players to entice people in the trade markets. I think that they have owners who are willing to pay people. I think that Golden State are going to just make the moves to turn this team around. Right now, they're a mess, uh, especially with Steph Curry out. But I think they're going to add in the right pieces around uh, some of the players here to make win-now trades. Because with the players they have, I know like a few years ago, they they had like a couple of bad seasons. But... I don't think they're going to settle for that. They're coming off of an NBA championship, and I think they're going to want to try to win as many games as possible in the new year. So I see that. Yeah, I was about to say Golden State Warriors, but we need to see if 
Steph Curry will be the same guy in before. Yeah, that was my only thing that I went to the Nets. But if you look at the NBA standings currently, there is no much teams that are down and that can be better. Like if yeah, like it's, everything is like as expected. We have underperforming Bulls, but are they really underperforming? We have underperforming Heat, but they are just not healthy. And we have underperforming uh, Timberwolves, but I don't know if they will ever be great. So, yeah, I need to. I, I went with Nets for that yeah. reason. And, and I like that. So I think a lot of the teams down there are supposed to be like the Bulls are underperforming to some. To me, they're kind of what I expect them to be. I expect them yeah. to struggle this season. So uh, I, I think the Nets one was a good, good curveball you threw my way. But uh, with that, we're going to transition, of course. Our Thrive Fantasy segment. Guys, to get yourself finished off the New Year's with a bang, you can go to Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research that you need to take on some of these games and focus on the top tier athletes. How to play? It's simple. Go over to thrivefantasy.com or go to Thrive Fantasy in your app store. And for the NBA, go to their contest lobby, click on NBA, and find this one today is their $20 NBA Tuesday. There's 20 player props listed available as I go to sign in again. There's 20 player props listed available for you to choose from. All you need to do is take 10 of those players, and it's super easy to rack up points. There's an over or under value associated for the player prop. The grand prize today is $750. And to get yourself started, make sure you use code HAMMER on signup for a 100% deposit match up to $250. And don't just stop with the NBA. Thrive Fantasy has over $200,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly. With that, we're going to go over to Pips to find his best spots on the board for this $20 NBA Tuesday. Only $20 to enter anywhere you can find a little bit of value for our viewers here. Yeah, there are some crazy spots. First one, first guy on the top, LeBron James, over 26.5 points without AD against the Orlando Magic. Great spot for him. Second one, James Harden, 7.5 assists over against the Washington Wizards. They'll just spam pick and roll with Embiid, pocket passes, easy mid-range shots for Embiid. I think he can clear only two Embiid with this line. <laughs> uh, for third one, Shea. Shea over 28 and a half points against the Spurs. I love this spot for Shea. I think he's over this line in like 80% of the games this season. And the last one is Draymond Green over six and a half rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, we are loving bet to bet overs on rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets and great spot to take here. So four great spots there. You only need to make six more today to get yourself involved with this $20 NBA Tuesday for two for sorry, $2,500 in prizes. Again, get signed up with Code Hammer to get yourself involved with Thrive Fantasy today. All right, we're going to move now into the official pick segment of the show. And there are two official picks for today. Both of them are straight plays on specific players. Some of the biggest names involved in a pretty good slate tonight. Here's your first one as the 76ers take on the Wizards. So the first one is Joel Embiid over 31.5 points, which is about minus 120 at BetMGM. So I'll be quite short with this one. Uh, we have Wizards who had 
uh, Anthony Davis scoring 55 points against them. We had Nikola Jokic scoring 43 points against them. It was so easy, so effortless for the guys that usually don't score that much. And these numbers are like easy for Joel. In, he had some tough matchups and he still end up going over this line. If he can score against over this line against the Clippers and Knicks, which are one of the worst spots for big guys like him, I expect him in this very positive matchup inside to just, yeah, have an easy game. And with James Harden running the offense, not forcing anything, trying to get Joel in the great spots, I think he will, this will be an easy over for Joel. The only thing that could be a problem is blowout, but the spread is only 4.5. They are away and Bill is playing. So I think this game should be close and in a close game, and Bill should be able to fist this line. And also they do the single coverage. Like Jokic was scoring like 17 out of 18 from two and they still didn't double team him. They just allowed him to score and that's their defensive scheme. And if it allow Joel and B that we saw like 50 points against Charlotte Hornets who did the same and I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar tonight. Yeah, Joel Embiid really started to, to find his feet as a real MVP candidate this season. I think that maybe some of the biggest thing with Embiid is going to be the health factor, but uh, against the Wizards, you've mentioned it many times this season that they don't like to double guys. If you don't double Embiid, especially with the guys that they're going to be throwing at him, that could be a problem. With that, we're going to move into the second official play of the day. Another big player had a big 50-piece last week in a game that we bet his over. It is Luka Doncic. Here's the play. So we are betting on Luka Doncic to score over 30 and a half points, which is minus 115 at FanDuel. So we have Luka Doncic coming into this game after scoring 32 points against the Lakers, who were double-teaming him behind his rim, like below his rim. Like they were going over the half court to double team Luca and he still ends up scoring 32 points which is quite amazing and the game before that he scored 50 points against my Houston Rockets nothing surprising there but in the last game against the Knicks away from home and it's kind of interesting but Luca away from home scored 30 points in 16 out of I mean, at home, scored six, uh, 30 plus points in 16 out of the 17 games this season. Like, that's mind blowing. Like, yeah. 30 plus points in 16 out of the 17. Only one game without him scoring 30 plus points at home. And when you look at the way game, he scored under 30 points in 8 out of the 14. So, him playing at home is huge here. And in the last game, they played uh, away at Madison Square Garden. And Luka Doncic scored 30 points in 29 minutes in a blowout. Knicks are way better team now. And I think they can compete in this game. Also, had a chance to have a chance to win. And in a close game, I expect Luka with playing 40 minutes lately. If the game is close, he's playing 40 minutes. And if he gets like 35 plus minutes, he should be able to, to cover this easily. And I didn't I didn't like the way Knicks defended him. They were allowing him to get inside and didn't throw double teams at him and leaving him in the single coverage, allowing him to post ups and stuff. 
and he scored 30 points with only four, four free throws and he's usually foul way more. So I expect him at home to have a, a, a way better game. Yeah, look, the Knicks don't really have the right people to guard Luka Doncic and just it doesn't really matter who you have to guard him. Right now, the Mavericks are not very good. If they didn't have Luka, this would be one of the worst teams in the NBA. They have Luka. He needs to be kind of the man to get them over the line in any game. So the way he's been playing lately, um, Luka Doncic over 30 and a half points. I really like the spot on that one as well. But let's go through the recap of the two plays that we have for today. First of all, 76 at Wizards, Joel Embiid over 31 and a half points. That is minus 120 at Bet MGM. Second one is Doncic against the Knicks over 30.5 points, minus 115 at FanDuel. So guys, reminder, that was our last episode of 2022. Going to take the rest of the week off, be back at it on Monday to get you some more NBA action, more NBA betting and discussion. But before we go, please, guys, want to remind you to subscribe to the Board NBA YouTube channel. Make sure if you're watching there right now, you drop a like. It does go a long way to supporting the channel to help get this on some more recommended pages for updates on the show and to also catch the live streams. And for more, go to the Twitter account at the Board NBA and visit thehammer.bet for all of your sports betting content needs and subscribe to the Hammer HQ on YouTube. Pips, uh, I'll just open the floor for you. Maybe put you on the spot here, but any closing words for 2022 as we go into the ne- into the new year? We did a great job over the last couple of weeks, and I hope we can continue doing the same and winning you guys money in 2023 as we did in 2022. And yeah, hope everything just keep on the pace. So with that, guys, happy new year to everybody. And uh, we will see you in 2023 next time for some more pick and roll on the Hammer Betting Network. 